congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. So today we did a video at Full Circle Books. I just posted it on Facebook just this minute. I think. It says I'm offline. It's a dirty liar. What is wrong with this? I don't think it's online. What the hell? What? It's Facebook. This is a dog. It says, you've been drinking beer. I smell it on your breath. No, I've been eating frog's legs. What you smell is the hops. Uh, <laughs> that's a groaner. It's a dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> Bonnie, you're turning into your dad. I think you are your dad. All those war books. <laughs> How about this one? She's a girl with a big butt searching for a man who cannot lie. <laughs> Get off of Facebook, my God. <laughs> Some of us are trying to work over here. Well, you told me to get on to see if that video was there. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want you to ignore me the whole damn time. <laughs> no, but I have to share that one. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> you are your dad. You wear mom jeans, too? Yes. I like mom jeans. They're very comfortable. Yes. I personally don't like it when I bend over and my ass hangs out because I'm wearing non-mom jeans. <laughs> That's a good way to embarrass your teenage son. To wear mom I, jeans? No, to not wear mom jeans. And then you bend over at the store and your son goes, Mom! <laughs> because you got plumbers cracking yep. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. He does not like that one little bit. Maybe they should make some dad jeans. <sighs> <laughs> the gentleman in mom jeans. <laughs> what commercial was I, that? It's one of the phone company or one of the yeah, it's a robot. Companies. The gentleman in mom jeans wants to know. <laughs> it, it says, yeah, the gentleman in mom jeans is right. Well, it didn't take the hell. Fine, I'll post it again. Done. So besides Full Circle Bookstore, we had something else funny happen. We pulled into Starbucks to get our drinks, you know, like always. And all of a sudden, we pull up to the window, and all I hear is, <gasps> and it's the one uh, barista that used to help us all the time that Martha had a Starbucks crush on. Oh. <laughs> and she, she's been going to nursing school, and she graduated so we didn't think we were going to see her anymore. And then she was at the window and she totally wigged out on us. And she was, oh. it was awesome. It was a, the best reaction ever. She goes, I have to touch your hand. And, and she, she was all sticky. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks. Thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> she gave you a, a sticky hand hug. <laughs> she did. She gave me a hand hug. I miss her. But I kind of had a, have a new barista crush. I'm, I shouldn't tell Jennifer that, though. No, no, I don't know the new replaced. one's name though. So, yeah. Well, if you don't know her by name, then it's then it's not, not a real a crush. crush if I don't know her by name. I mean, <laughs> isn't that the rule? If you don't know your name, their names, it doesn't really count. <laughs> it was just the one time, and I don't even know her name. <laughs> I think she. I think Jennifer pretty much thinks I'm an aging dyke that has a crush on her, <laughs> which I'm not. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just I, I don't think she would be have been as excited to see you if she thought that. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, no, that could well, be. All I'm saying is if she thinks that I am always with you when we go get coffee. So. I know, I know, right? She actually asked me where you were that one time. She's oh, like, "Hey, where's there. your friend? <laughs> where's your friend?" She was trying to get a date with me all along. Maybe. She's like, you, where's your friend? You guys yeah. go your separate ways? <laughs> <laughs> right. So that happened to us. And then earlier, when we were at the bookstore doing our video, this dude comes up to us as soon as we finish. 
and hands me his card. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what's this? (laughs) I always get really nervous when people do that. But it was uh, an author. Mm -hmm. And he's an Oklahoma author. And he was telling us all about his book. And he ended up going out to his car and getting a copy for us. What book was it? Um, It is called Prudence in Hollywood and Other Stories. They're short stories. Name is Ralph Sisney. Here, you can check it out if you want to. It's not available yet. No, it's not available. He's having a book signing though in at Full Circle Bookstore on the sixth of June. So, which is a Thursday night. Yeah. So we're <clears> so thinking put that about on your, put that on your calendar so you can go uh, meet Ralph and buy a copy of his book. It's a it's a skinny book. It's a light read. Yeah, kind of looks like Matt Pinto. Do what? <laughs> I thought he he reminded me of Steve Kelly. That picture, he had that accountant look. Looks like Pinto. Oh, he does kind of, doesn't he? Yeah. I almost asked him if he was an accountant. Because he just <laughs> had that kind of face. He just reminded me of Steve Kelly. No, he's a journalist. Yep. He's an independent. But he used to be a comedian, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But he's not one of those comedians where he's always funny you know mm-hmm. i always get really put off by comedians who think they're funny and they're not funny yeah but this guy had a straight face the whole time and so therefore some of the things he was saying actually did kind of sound funny because he wasn't trying to make himself look like he was funny i know that's weird i have a weird thing about that no i understand what you mean though it's sometimes when people try too hard to be funny instead of just naturally being funny it comes off Awkward. Yeah, I had that thing about Roseanne Barr from the very first time I ever saw her perform. I instantly disliked her because she's always got that sneer on her face. Mm -hmm. Like she thinks she's funny. And I'm all like, "Uh uh-uh. Have you watched uh, The Marvelous Life of Mrs. Maisel? Is that what it's called? I have watched probably... It gets better. Three or four... No, I actually liked the first part of it, but then I stopped watching it because Amazon... For some reason, I can't watch a show all the way through without it buffering. It oh, drives me weird. crazy. I hate that. Is that because of where you live? Yes. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard a lot of people say they try to watch The Marvelous Life of Mrs. Maisel, and they get like one or two episodes in, and they think it's boring. But oh, it I gets, loved it. It picks up way, it gets way better. Mm-hmm. The second season's even better. I need to get back to it again. We it's got, hilarious. We got new internet out there in the boondocks, so maybe <laughs> maybe I won't have some <laughs> buffering. Oh, that makes me crazy. Check back again later. No! But let me tell you what happens when you have lived in the boondocks for a long time, and then you move back into the city. You what discover happens? how easy it is to get food delivered to your apartment every night. Bragger. No. No, it's bad, because... <laughs> Nobody <laughs> delivers to us. Nobody. <laughs> Zero people deliver to where I live. Because I have Postmates. absolutely no, no motivation. It doesn't work out there? No. There's, Not in it's title. so far out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody will come out there. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, but it's now it's so easy to be lazy and never cook. I literally buy food and it just sits in the freezer. Because I never cook. Bragger. Yesterday, when I... Yesterday, I cooked in my oven for the first time. God, how long have you lived there? For two months. And I just now used the stove for the first oh, time. Oh, man, you are lazy. Except for boiling eggs. I boiled eggs one time, and yesterday I used the stove for the first time to make sausage balls. I would probably do that, too, though. If I lived someplace <laughs> where I could have food delivered, I'd probably never leave my house. Try, I make Travis cook for me because I hate cooking, and I get so sick of eating out. Well, I like to cook, but it's just one person. Yeah. You can't. It's hard to cook mm-hmm. for just one person. Oh, and I just don't like cooking. So I, I don't like cooking either. I'll like, Travis will cook whatever I tell him to pretty much. That sounds really weird, but he hates. <laughs> Travis, <laughs> cook me something. Well, he hates when you like walk in and you're like, I'm hungry. And he's he'll say, what do you want to eat? And you're like, I don't know. And he's yeah, like, okay, well, tell something. me what you want and I'll cook it for you. I don't care what it is. Just. Fucking tell me. Like, yeah, well, I he's tried like, that I don't one. want to play this game again. Um, that sounds like every housewife in America. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Except he's the housewife on this. <laughs> and after 28 years, I said to Ron, what do you want for dinner? No, you don't understand. I really don't care. And I freaking hate it when you keep asking me. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I was like, 
fine. We're having spaghetti every fucking night of your life, buddy. Because that's what I want to make because it's easy. Nah, bowl of cereal. Bowl of cereal We're having cereal. We're having Campbell's bean with bacon soup. I'd figure out how to get a like a keg of queso put in my house. That's what I would eat every day for the rest of my life if she's I had gonna, to cook. She's going to have a tub of queso. Queso on tap. She's going to have a hot tub, but it's not going to have water in it. It's just going to have queso. Oh, it's a new spa treatment. No, that's just Nicole's hot tub. Yeah. That's what she eats she every night. That, she has such a creamy complexion. Just my sustenance. That's how I survive. <laughs> oh, so it was two, two things happened to us tonight. It was amazing. Maybe we should get out more. <laughs> no, right. It doesn't take much to amuse us. No, it does not. I think, I think, did the video upload? It did. Oh, I don't know. You tell me to get out of Facebook. <laughs> when you get stuck in a loop, if you're in Facebook, you're I like, do. oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. 500 dogs. Oh, let's share 500 dog videos in a row. I get on Facebook and all of a sudden I have like ADD and I can't concentrate on anything. <laughs> it's up. <laughs> Alrighty then, there we are. There's a reason I'm in radio, folks. Yeah, me too. Because I don't like looking at myself on camera. I suck. I didn't even, I actually hadn't even watched that video yet. Nope, just put it up. We deleted the second one because it didn't look as good. Just put the first one up. So we're good. There were only All two. All I see is like a whole lot of big hair. You well, guys it, look fine. It is springtime in Oklahoma. Yes, I know. My hair is so huge. It, oh, Tuesday's going to be really bad. Just prepare your hair for that. <laughs> prepare your hair. <laughs> is Tuesday a hat day? It, probably. Listen, this is how big it is with the two pumps of gel. She can't yeah. fit a hat on that hair. <laughs> well, we have severe weather Tuesday, so I just oh. figured, you know, the humidity is going to be I like a million severe times. weather season. I that means not... I need to make sure that my house is clean in case hot neighbor needs to come downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Get in my bathtub with me quick. <laughs> I have a really big bathroom. <laughs> now that's a pickup line I can get behind. We have to put the mattress on top of us. <laughs> Let the dogs come in too. It'll be cozy. <laughs> I don't think my mattress would fit in the tub. <laughs> <coughs> it's a big bathroom, not a big tub. Yeah, that's true. It's also allergy season. So if you have to listen to us cough all day, I'm so sorry because I'm doing it too, Martha. Yeah, I can't help it. <clears throat> It is definitely springtime in Oklahoma. You know how else I can tell it's springtime in Oklahoma? Because of the signs by the side of the road that say garage cell, S-E-L-L, <laughs> instead of S-A-fucking-L-E, where it's supposed to be, S-E-L-L. I'm not going to lie. One time I was making a Facebook post input S-E-L-L. Did you really? Yeah. Is because, that an Oklahoma thing? Well, I think it is because of the way people pronounce se- like sale. Sale. And it sounds like sell. In, yeah, in Oki language. People... But I think I was I was also like, I mean, trying to take pictures of things and then upload it really fast at like seven o'clock in the morning. So my brain just didn't really work. Ah. That's when you blame well, you it think on of spell check. For sale. Yeah. And then or like if, if you're, you're going and to you're sell selling something. something. Yeah. So it's I didn't somehow my brain. Well, so you're spell check doesn't one. work because technically. It's spelled correctly. It's spelled correctly. It's just the wrong usage. No, it's. I, I was just going to say, just, yeah, but I've had spell check change words that I have typed correctly, but then it changes it to a different word anyways. Oh. Does it change any ways to any way by chance? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Listen. Ooh, if looks could kill, I would have a dagger right between my eyes right now. You're going to lose custody of the dog. Hey. If you keep it up. At least she'll be well-educated. <laughs> no, you're going to lose custody and I'm going to keep her. Fine, whatever. What she dog? won't be well-educated. <laughs> Echo. <laughs> Guess she loves me. We joke that she's her, her other mother. Because I'm her other mommy. <laughs> which sounds, which is probably the reason Jennifer thinks <laughs> I'm an aging dyke. Well, you know, I had somebody at work ask me that. I think, did I say that? Echo on? has two mommies. Did Does she ta- really? <laughs> yeah, you did say that. Yeah. <gasps> That's hilarious. The people in my hometown are all, all convinced that my husband doesn't exist anyway because I never bring him back there. Because he, he doesn't like to go rock hunting. 
Yeah. He gets really super bored and he wants to go home after one day. So I'm like, you know what? You just stay home and I'll go up there by myself. And I do every year go up there. And a lot of them are convinced he isn't, that he's fictional. They say, yeah, her quote unquote husband. Yep. They think that I'm making it up. So our live event next week. I'm excited. Woo! Woo woo. You know, I got a new table runner for us. We have tote bags now. We're ready. And our mugs. And our mugs that have been traveling around in the back of my car for six months. Oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to have time to make bookmarks. Better get on it, girl. Put a book in your ear and start crocheting. I have to see how much. Well, I just, it's been, it's end of month. This oh, We yeah. always have stuff end at the of beginning month. of the month, which is the busiest time in my office. Sure. <clears throat> excuses, excuses. Well, if Vonnie can get some bookmarks done, we'll maybe have some of those for sale. For sell. For sell. <laughs> for sale. S-A-L-E. Sale. Nicole. <laughs> and it'll be just so much fun. We actually have a couple of Texas people coming up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I know for sure Rachel Young is coming. She wants, uh, we're going to have her on for the virtual world tour, the virtual world tour. However, we might just get her in person since she's so close. That's awesome. It still counts. Yep. As a world tour. And Special guest. what else is happening that night? Anything? Oh, yes. We have Elk, Elk Valley Brewing Company is going to bring the beer. And Brian from Elk Valley is going to sit with me during my review because he's a huge Discworld fan. And we're going to talk about the Discworld together. That's awesome. I know. It's cool that the beer guy loves books too, though. I guess while you guys are doing that, I'll just get up and get everybody a drink, a refill on their drinks, because you know that I won't be talking about any Discworld. <laughs> well, you also know Martha's going last, so... Oh, yeah. yeah she might last. be drunk enough by then. <laughs> you know what? Last time, I didn't drink... I didn't even finish my beer. Yeah. Because well, I was talking too much, and you guys were all till three or four glasses of wine in and nobody got me another one i wasn't drinking at all well you were busy with the controls last um, night. <laughs> weren't you driving why am i gonna give my designated driver alcohol that's completely beside the point you <laughs> didn't even offer well no because you had to drive us home <clears throat> or else i would have had to get an uber yeah, likely excuse. Listen, for if not you want to give up control and let me drive for a change, then you can drink. But that's not going to happen. <sighs> when I get drunk, I'm really, really difficult. If you want, if you want to wear the strap on in this Never relationship, that was you when you're drinking. <laughs> huh? If you think I'm difficult now, you just wait till I drink. <laughs> then I'm really difficult. I have been around people like you, Martha, and it is not my thing because I'm the easiest. <laughs> like when I get drunk, I start apologizing for being. I kind of want to get you drunk just to see what you're like. No, you do not. God. I trust. I feel me like you're gonna. Here. I'm like... a bit of an exhibitionist when I drink. So I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, I think I saw you at the Christmas party one time. Yeah. She was like taking her clothes off. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. At our office Christmas party. I had something on underneath in my uh, defense. Uh-huh. Except the thing she had on top was literally like Christmas ornament ornaments on her boobs. Oh, yeah. And remember I those the, pictures. The ugly Christmas sweater with the yes. humongous balls on the boobs. That was that was that was pretty freaking hilarious. That was a great sweater and should have won first place. We're not getting into that again. Okay, fine. We know your feelings on that subject. <laughs> All right, fine. I think we should talk about some books now. Okay, books. I don't even know what I'm doing. Now that you mention it. Go ahead, Bonnie. Well, I had kind of a weird book week because I was reading one book, and it was a super long book, and about seven hours into it, I decided that I did not want to read it because it was just too technical seven hours in wow i gave it you're a hardcore giving it that long i was trying because it was it's about code breaking in world war ii and i really wanted to read it which was was the alan Alan turing yeah but there's so much mathematical theory in there that's not even related to any of it were you listening to it Mm -hmm. maybe that's why and it was just it was too too dry it well it was just too much if it if it was sprinkled in there through and it was more about just his life. Uh, it would have kept my attention, but so 
right on cue. We got a recommendation on Twitter from Janae Ray on a book. And I decided just to go ahead and read that book for this week. Sweet. It is called Get Well Soon. History's Worst Plagues and the Heroes Who Fought Them by Jennifer Wright. Well, that sounds interesting. Actually, that really does sound interesting. Yeah, well, she read Stiff. And then she read this book after Stiff. Stiff was so awesome. So this was very smart-assy, kind of like what Stiff was, what you said Stiff was. But she's she's very smart-assy in her talking about these plagues and just, it's pretty freaking funny. Like, she makes reference to Game of Thrones, to House of Cards, to... Oh, really? Yeah, to... Um, Maybe I should listen to Chuck that. Chuck Pollock. She makes reference to one of Chuck Pollock's books. A Polinic? zombie book. Polinic? Yeah. Which one? Um, is he, Does he do, like, a zombie book where teenagers are, like, giving themselves lobotomies? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Knowing Polinic. That's hilarious. <laughs> but she talks about the... Um, Antwine plague, the bubonic plague, the dancing plague, the sleeping plague, syphilis, tu- tuberculosis. Yum! The whole the gang's all here. Talks about typhoid Mary. Cool. And how um, they like <laughs> tried to put her in prison for being a carrier of typhoid. Not <laughs> not prison, not like a typhus. prison typhus, but like segregate like. How do you say it? not segregated um, from society? There's a there's a word for that. What is it? Quarantine. Quarantine or from society, and she like sues them for like kidnapping and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty. Well, the I CDC mean, has has uh, the right to quarantine you if you are a carrier. Yeah, but they but they didn't back then. Probably they well probably they took away all their rights and didn't. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and they talk about the one doctor who's who gave like three thousand lobotomies, and he like Jeez. drove around the country like she describes it like an ice cream truck, <laughs> where he gives <laughs> lobotomies Come to on people down. who like wives that like have depression and just for stupid reasons. Holy shit. Yeah, it's it was it was pretty normal back then. Yeah, it's to have lobotomies. They yeah. did a lot of really sketchy medical procedures. Did you know, I think John F. Kennedy, one of his daughter, I think it was... His sister. His sister Rose had not What? No, his I, one of his daughters, too. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I think it was his sister. One of the Kennedys. Had a lobotomy? Yeah. Yeah, because, because he was... They were going to become a political fan... Well, for the, his daughter, they were going to become a political family, and she was... Um, like not mentally stable and she was wild or they considered she wasn't oh. real. I don't think she was really wild. They considered her to be very outgoing and crazy, I guess. So well, they she gave had her a lobotomy and they, <gasps> she ended up um, living in a nursing home the rest of her life. Yeah. Crap. She had a low IQ. Why because have she, I never heard this? She had a low I'll IQ you because of a, there um, should be a book. Is there a book on this? I don't know, but she talks about it in here. But when she was born, was during the epidemic of the Spanish flu and the doctor couldn't get there. And so they told the mom to cross her legs because they were trying for the baby not to be born. And then that didn't work, obviously. So they pushed the baby (gasps) back up into the birth canal. Well, obviously she was without oxygen because, you know, that's what happens. Oh, my God. When you do stuff like that. And so when she was born, she had brain damage and she had a really low IQ and they were worried about when she got older when she was like 23 they were worried about her embarrassing the family by getting like pregnant, pregnant. out of leg yeah because a lot of times something it, like that some of the um lower IQ babies or not babies but young People. adults mm-hmm. they a lot of times they're very sexual uh-huh and that makes it harder to control them because they're they're adults right they should be able to have sex but they don't have that they don't have the mental capacity well they also don't have any filter oh yeah so if they're sexually attracted to somebody then not all of them please don't get mad at me no not all of them but in some cases mm-hmm. but so they yeah yeah they um they lobotomized her oh my god 
Yeah, this was a very interesting book on some of the things that they used to do for remedies and really like the lobotomy thing. It wasn't that long ago that they were running around mm-hmm. giving people lobotomies. We know it was in the 50s and yeah. 60s. Uh-huh. That is just so wrong. Yeah. But like you could have like postpartum depression, they'd give you a lobotomy. Yeah. Uh, if a woman was just depressed in general, they'd give you a lobotomy. Right. I probably would have been lobotomized a long time ago. And they did uh-huh. do lobotomies for men, but the amount that they did compared to how many they did for women is outrageous. Yeah. Wow. Because every... It's like they just didn't know how to control women or their hormones, probably, yeah, um, and their mental health. And yep. so they just, you know. There was a lot of very unusual procedures, such as sending their wives to the doctor to be um, masturbated. Have you ever heard of that? Well, yeah, uh, I've have. seen pictures yeah, of they would send them the to old... the doctor and the doctor would would stimulate them with one of those machines. Yeah. <laughs> and they would call that legitimate treatment. Hmm. Of course, the women really loved it. Yeah, they were complaining. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's fun. Hey, Doc. I'm sure the doctor, the doctor pull my pants couldn't down. in on that at all. <laughs> Jeez. It's crazy the kind of things they did. Yeah. But I was also, for the record, reading another article this week, which is very random. But I was talking about lobotomies and historical people who have had them. And... Like, I'm, I don't know what the statistics are on it, but obviously most lobotomies were like, like you never recover from it. So Mm -hmm. you end up living in like a nursing home with a diaper on the rest of your life. But there are reports of people who actually came out of a lobotomy and their depression was gone. And Hmm. I thought that was interesting that it actually worked for a couple of people. Well, depending on what's wrong with them. I mean, sometimes if you have the two hemispheres of your brain don't communicate properly you have lots of seizures and mm-hmm. if they disconnect the the two hemispheres then it makes the seizures less i actually know somebody who had the procedure and she did just fine afterwards but that was when they actually knew about sterilizing tools yeah. and we're talking about know, the lobotomies yeah. they did in this book was they stuck an ice pick like in the back of your eye socket oh, and rooted my- around in your brain oh, for a yeah. while Mm-hmm. And um, that was that was a step up from when they used to drill a hole in your head and stick a wire in there and brood around. Scramble it around in there. Yeah. It's like scrambling an egg from the outside. You just poke a hole and stick a yeah. thing but in there. But there were and, some oh. people who who were happier after the lobotomy. They they lost some of their functions and they couldn't solve prob- their problem solving and stuff like that. But... They were happier. They didn't have such anxiety or something, so it was like a trade-off. They're too dumb to know. Yeah, they were I can't anxious. do. I can't do simple <laughs> skills, but at least you know I don't think everyone's trying to murder me in my sleep. Mm. I'll take my depression over somebody yeah, poking too. around my brain, yeah. <laughs> even in modern day age. <laughs> me too. Just pass the Prozac, please. <laughs> yeah, but this was. It was a good way to get um, a bunch of interesting facts. And a very smart ass. I totally want to read this book. You should read it. I, I think really you do. would this, really like it. As much as I loved uh, Stiff and Gulp, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to read you this. Would, you would definitely like this book. And it'll be available at the library as soon as I send as it back. As as it, don't send it back quite yet. I'm not ready. No, I'll put it on my wish list. <laughs> and again, that was called Get Well Soon. History's Worst Plagues and the Heroes Who Fought Them by Jennifer Wright. Sounds awesome. On an unrelated note. (laughs) Nicole. What? Did you just send me something? Oh, I sent you the weird history thing where it talks and mentions her. And all the other weird shit that Joseph Kennedy did. The picture from before. the, The last thing you sent me was a picture of Eddie emptying the chemical oh, yeah. toilet <laughs> from when it shitters full <laughs> and that's what i saw when i pulled it up <laughs> like what the hell nicole <laughs> oh, okay okay so i'm going to touch on one book really quick because it was sent to us by the publisher okay but it's called the affairs of the falcons and it's by melissa rivero it's um about a woman who immigrates to the united states illegally and she lives in new york and it's about her struggles as like just living here and 
uh, trying to hide from immigration and all of that stuff. And it is a very depressing book. I'm just going to throw that out there. And that's why I'm not going to do a really full review. But it is, um, I loved the writing. And I felt like the author did a very well, very good job of portraying that immigrant story and how difficult um, her life was. And it's called The Affairs of the Falcons by Melissa Rivero. But the one I'm actually going to review is called The Odds of Loving Grover Cleveland, and it's by Rebecca Crane. And this came out a while ago, I think in 2016, and it's been sitting on my Kindle for probably since then. <laughs> I think it was like an Amazon first read like forever ago. But um, The Kindle graveyard. <laughs> Stuff you buy from Kindle, and you, six years later you go, oh, I didn't know I had that. But I finally read it, guys. Just... One book at a time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's actually, I thought it was a super cute book, but it follows um, this girl and she's 16 and you find out something is going on in her life. That, so her parents sent her to this summer camp and the summer camp is for kids who are troubled, but you don't really know how they're troubled. Um, and so she goes to this summer camp. She doesn't really want to go there. Um and then she ends up meeting these really uh, very different kids. Um, one is just uh, hell-bent on causing trouble. Um, and another, she meets a guy, and she ends up getting a crush on him. And his name is Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yes. Um, and he is very weird and... Um, eccentric and he like writes everything down in a journal and like he'll ask you a million questions and write all your answers down and mm. he'll he, he sounds delightful he's actually very entertaining in this book he's kind of cute like when you you know what i'm saying um and, and who doesn't get a crush on someone while at camp it's just natural <laughs> yeah um and so throughout the story you kind of realize you learn little bits and pieces of her life like um, why she is having so much trouble and what is making things difficult for her. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like a family thing and everybody has all these different problems. And so the camp has counselors and they ha- they're they required once a day to go to like a group therapy session with, and they'll have like a little group mm. that they do it with. And so you kind of learn a little bit more about them um, through that. But they also go get in trouble just like normal kids of course they do <laughs> but it, i thought it was real super cute it, it it does have like there's some sex in it but just like uh, like little tiny like i so think these that, are, are these teenagers yeah they're or, teenagers okay, right. um so like i i would let my teenager read this it's not it's, it's not, not like that it's bad. graphic or that bad it's just like Somebody has sex at some point in it. Yeah, there are sex in a lot of teenage books these days. Um, But it does cover, like, all these mental health issues, like depression and being bipolar or anorexic and Hmm. um, all of those things. So, I don't know. I just thought this entire story was so cute. I don't... Martha, like... (laughs) It's just like... I don't don't know if you would like it or not. It's not that romancy. It's kind of corny. And then there but is I, romance. I just totally but... dig stories about misfits, though. So actually, I might like it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, believe it or not, girls, was a bit of a misfit. No, really? Yeah. I know it's really hard to believe. Never would have guessed it. But I just think it's... And then you get to see, like, the camaraderie between these kids who have these all these problems. And then they're, they end up mm. helping each other in ways they aren't really expecting to help each other. So Cool. I thought it was adorable. I bet you Alyssa would like it. And also, I just saw that she reviewed um, Ella Enchanted. She did while you weren't here. And I freaking love that book and movie. Uh. (laughs) So I'm going to have to text her. Yeah, she was all fangirling over it. Yeah. We missed you the last two weeks. We're glad you're back. Thanks. Mm -hmm. It's been a long month. Yeah, it has been a long month. Especially with your new position and all that other bullshit. Yep. All those salespeople. Jesus. They should have 12 people doing your job. No. How many salespeople are they? 11. Each of those should have their own fucking assistant. <laughs> and they should have to pay them. That's just my opinion. <laughs> ah. So I guess uh, it's my turn. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, you're the only one left. Okay, did I already do... Um, I already did that wife one, right? Huh? Which wife one? Um, my lovely wife. I did that one, right? Yeah, you did okay. that one. Because my lovely wife, wasn't that about like the serial killer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I did that one. All right. I don't think I did this, this one. Okay. I actually read this a little while ago, and I read it at the same... The difficult thing about reading when you read a lot like I do is that you will read sometimes three or four books in a week. And if you get a really good group of books all at the same time, then you can't review all of them right away. So then they get kind of pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Mm-hmm. And this one was a group like that. It was, I, I read this probably last month. Um, but I really liked it. I read it super fast. That's how I can always tell if it was an excellent book is if I just consumed it so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it was called The Lost Night by Andrea Bartz. And as usual, I did listen to the audio of this. The first part of the book caught me right away because it's like she, one day she runs into this friend of hers that she hasn't talked to for about 10 years. So it's kind of a spontaneous thing that happens. And she's sitting here having a conversation with this friend that she was very close with for a long time. And they're reminiscing a little bit about, oddly enough, the night that their friend died. Because there was this big tragic event that happened that they were all a part of. Where her roommate, Edie's roommate, Edie's the main character, her roommate supposedly committed suicide. Well, when they were all talking about where they were on the night, or she and her friend were discussing it 10 years later, and Edie says, well, we were all at this concert, and the other girl goes, well, you weren't there. So she almost misremembered where she was at the night that her friend committed suicide, And because of that, she was so sure that she remembered seeing this band play and she was so certain she remembered where she was, but yet that little niggling feeling in the background was that maybe she wasn't really there. And because of this, she starts to revisit the entire time that she spent with her roommate there. And as she goes through, she starts to realize that most of the things she remembers aren't accurate. So then she starts to really worry because she and her roommate were having a falling out around that time. And she was very angry with her roommate. And um, there are probably three or four different people involved that were all really good friends together. And she sort of starts talking to all of them to try to piece together what actually happened that night. Because it turns out that she was actually pretty drunk most of the time that she was friends with them. And so she would tend to get really drunk and then stumble home. Well, in this case, um, when she stumbled home, she found out that her roommate was dead. This would definitely be considered one of those really twisty books, the things that she is able to discover um, are just mind-blowing in in the end. I really liked it because it was such a, such an unusual twist at the end. I, I couldn't figure, I didn't figure it out the way it happened. So it sounds kind of boring, <laughs> but it really wasn't. I'm just making it sound boring. Are you paying any attention to me? Yes. I am. I am. I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So anyway, she isn't sure. She starts to question whether or not she had something to do with her friend's death. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if if you guys have ever been that drunk before. (laughs) Uh, I definitely have been that drunk before where I can't remember things. But I think the most disturbing thing is I've misremembered things while I was completely sober. 
Mm-hmm. And then years later, had a major disagreement with my husband about something that I was sure happened. And he's like, no, it didn't. That never happened. I'm like, well, yes, it did because this, this, this. And he's like, I was there. It didn't happen. (laughs) So a lot of times our memory tends to, it's like we have our own narrative inside our head and we believe things happened in a certain order and at a certain time, but your memory can play tricks on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's why I found this novel so compelling is that if a perfectly sober person can so extremely misremember things what could it be like for somebody who's half drunk most of the time who's a little yeah and she was she this girl definitely had a drinking problem when she was younger and you know when you're young and and you spend a lot of time with your friends in your teens and 20s you tend to get a little crazy and and 10 years later down the line she starts to re-examine all this stuff and it was a good book I really liked it it like I said, I did not figure out what happened in the end. Hmm. So if you like those kind of twisty books, give this one a try. I like those type of books. Yeah, it was it was re- really very good. It was like her and a bunch of friends, and they're all very close, and they, a lot of them live in the same building, and then they just scatter after this friend of theirs dies. And mm-hmm. then they, they don't talk to each other anymore. So, and then when they do talk, they start to realize that... It isn't what it seems. Yeah. So, yeah, I really liked it. And I was kind of bummed that I didn't get a chance to talk about it earlier, but there were so many other good books, too. Mm -hmm. That's very frustrating. Anyway, it was called The Lost Night, a Novel by Andrea Bartz, B-A-R-T-Z. Did you ever read um, No Exit? No, I didn't. Did... uh... Um, Alyssa tell you Alyssa she, read it yeah so she was like texting me going like what the fuck did you give me <laughs> and she was like I can't handle this yeah <laughs> she have... literally kept texting me all night one night until like I think she stayed up reading yeah, it. yeah she did she told us she stayed up all night reading it my problem is is that I have so many things on hold on my um uh, for audiobooks I have my hold list full in two different libraries so I never get a chance to read my hard copies yeah well I need to get around to reading that one though because I I know it's good several of the people that have read it have said how wonderful it is I liked that Alyssa was texting me because sometimes I'll think a book is really good and suspenseful and I'm like holy shit this blew my mind but then the next person's like "Eh." well no I just get really nervous about like if somebody else is going to think it's good or not. Well, yeah. Alyssa w- thought it was great, so I yeah. think I did an okay job. Well, especially <laughs> when you really love a book, you, you just, you're like, I, I, you just want the other person to love it as much as you. It just had, it was like a twisty book mm-hmm. like yours, mm-hmm. and I just, uh, like, I didn't expect anything to happen. And it was one of those books where you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I definitely need to read that one. I want to read that bef- well before I go to Wyoming, since it takes place in a, um, oh. in a uh, rest stop, doesn't oh. it? That's when it takes place in the rest stop. Yeah. I spend a lot of time hitting rest stops on my way to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were talking about that. I think we were talking about that last week, weren't we, when Nicole wasn't here, about how sometimes you're so sure that this is going to be a great book and everybody's going to love it. Sort of like, for me, it was The Woman in Cabin 10. Oh, yeah. Because it was so good and so different. And I just was raving about how good it was. And then everybody else is like, ew, you suck. This is a horrible book. I read it and it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't as suspenseful as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's funny how personal a book is because you internalize and imagine everything that's in it. Mm -hmm. And you bring all your own feelings and experiences to the table with every single book you read. Right. Um, I am I got my mom to read Outlander. And the first book is over 800 pages. So for anybody, that's a pretty good feat. And I, I was kind of not expecting her to actually read it. Well, she did, and she finished it. Whoa. And she said she actually liked it the first time she texted me to tell me she, she finished it. So then um, the next time I saw her, she was like, Nicole, that book had a lot of sex in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. 
<laughs> it was very weird, but I like the way you call that. <laughs> I just I thought can, it was I hilarious. I see your mother saying it, just the way you were saying it. She, would, she didn't really say it that way, but... But you know what's she really didn't mention funny it, and I just thought it was hilarious that she even mentioned it. Well, you know what's really funny about that? My mother gave me that book to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the first one is, like, the worst, probably. Yep. Sometimes giving your mom books you're, is very nerve-wracking, because you're like... <laughs> because I give my mom a lot of books to read, yeah. and especially, uh-huh. like, I'll, I'll give her one, I'm like, well, I really love this... Then you're thinking as you gave her to, ooh, what about that one sex there? She's going <laughs> to yeah. think I'm a total freak. <laughs> well, I give my mom books all the time. Like, um, I got her to read Tea Girl of Hummingbird Lane. Oh, that was such she a good book. It. I love that so much. Um, I gave her the new Lisa C. book to read and mm-hmm. then Outlander. God, I got to remember to Innocent read Man. Um, the new John. Or I bought John. the Tea Girl on um, uh, Audible. Mm-hmm. And then forgot all about it because I was reading all these other books. But I need to read that before we do the event. Tea Girl? Yeah. Oh, you mean the... Or no, not Tea Girl, but this, um, uh, the other one. Island, the of, Island, sea of, women. Women. Island of Sea Women. But, oh, so news for anybody that is listening to this and that is an Outlander fan, because I know there's got to be a ton of people. Oh, yes. I'm just behind the times on the Outlander deal. But... uh they're uploading the first two seasons of Outlander to Netflix at the end of May, and that's pretty big news. Yeah, I might actually have to break my... Just don't watch it with your kids, guys. Don't watch it with your kids. There's mm-hmm. a rape scene at some point. Mm-hmm. And sex. Lots of sex. <laughs> lots and lots of sex. And I, I went and like got bored one day and was watching YouTube, just like s- scenes from Outlander. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it is definitely a star's, you know, like it is, <laughs> it's not a normal TV, like a little bit of sex, like. It's a lot, huh? <laughs> yeah. So it might be a good date night experience is what you're saying, for those of us who are a little older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, honey, we used to do that. <laughs> Now we know what Martha does in her free time. (laughs) (laughs) Or what she used to do in her free time. (laughs) And just on a way different note than anything we've been talking about today, um, I just wanted to kind of just give a shout out. Um, My friend's boss lost her long-haired blonde Dotson when she was on vacation this past week. Oh, what a bummer. Well, she was on yeah. vacation. She um she had a friend who went to go check on the dogs while she cuz she was at a dinner and he opened the crate and hadn't closed the hotel <gasps> door and the dog ran off. Holy crap. And they can't find him. So, if we have any listeners in the Clarksdale, Mississippi area and you happen to know anyone who's found a long-haired blonde Dotson um, send us a message yeah, on send Face- us a message Facebook. on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram wherever wherever you follow us at since we have dog people who listen you dog people well that and I know how much I know this I know this person personally and I know how much she loved her dogs Aww. I talked to her about her dogs before and she loved them and it's just really sad that they're gone hmm so Way to bring the room down, Vonnie. I know. I'm sorry. Sheesh. I just couldn't imagine. That would just be horrible going on vacation and your dog runs off. And I mean, yeah, she it's actually, not like you can stay there and look for him. She stayed two extra days trying wow. to find her dog. And she's been in touch with, uh, you know, the animal welfare department in that area. And somebody probably just thought it was a cool dog and kept her. I mean, it's a pretty cool looking dog. Mm. I'll show you a picture after. Okay, so back on our our book deal. Don't forget our live event, Saturday night, 7 p.m. at Full Circle Books in Oklahoma City. We encourage traveling if you want to travel from the surrounding states. That's awesome. We have a couple people on the way. If not, catch us on Facebook. Because we'll do the Facebook Live thing again. Mike, we always do. Yeah. Mike's going to come and help us out again. He'll be our wrangler. Our our wrangler? <laughs> yes. You know, he's pretty hilarious. He, I wish he wrangler. read more so he could I know. be on. I keep he's trying to get him to read dude. more, but he's, he's very re- resistant. 
Well, he read um, Stupidest Angel. I know. So he should always take our recommendations if he liked I, the one book I that we recommended. I gave him the, the dirty job and he hasn't given it back or read it. Dumbass. Do you have secondhand souls? Yeah. You want it? I want to. I was going to give it to my mom to read because she read Dirty Jobs and she loved it. I think I have it. I think I have the hard copy. I'll look when I get home. Do you have um, Bite Me or You Suck? Both. Hard copy? Yes. She wants to read those. She likes Christopher Moore. She can't have my, um, if the first, first one, she can't have the first one, Blood Sucking Fiends, because it's the first edition. Okay, that's fine. I was going to say, don't give it to me if it's a first edition, because... I think the other two are okay, though. I mean, she's pretty easy on books. She's not hard on books. She but, smokes, But though. she smokes, so don't give me first edition. Inside? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know me. The smell thing. You'll have to let it air out a little bit. Yeah. When you get it back. <laughs> All right, so what else do we have to tell people before we set it? World tour. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, so we, we have our first world tour victim yeah, set up. Yeah, we do. Um, Nicole, you didn't hear this because it happened today. Um, Rachel Young, who was the one that we went to see at the bookstore and meet her. We had talked to her when she was here the last time about w- world tour. And she had said that she would like to come and visit us again and do it live. Mm-hmm. So I said, why don't you just, we'll just do an extra episode, episode maybe that weekend if you're free, like the, Sunday. the Sunday after, since she'll already be in town. We'll do our first world tour, only she'll be here live. Yep. Which will be, be awesome. really cool because mm-hmm. we'll have her in the studio. So mm-hmm. Rachel Young from Texas, we're going to have you in. And officially, she wasn't the first, Brittany was. Yeah, because she drove up from Texas. Yeah, she drove up mm-hmm. from even further. Yeah. And then we had Sean. Well, Shauna wasn't on. We should have had Shauna on. Yeah. Well, we'll get her. So uh, for those of you who don't live close by and can't come, then please send in your application to threebookgirls.com and give us an audio sample of your review style. And we will get back to you. We already have a bunch of people lined up and we'll get to you guys as soon as we can. We're very excited to involve everybody in our podcast. Yep. Because you guys are all awesome. We love our listeners. All righty then. We will see you Saturday. And that's going to do it for Three Three Book Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.